Mike, this week we have got two Swindon experts for one of our spotlight areas to talk about why maybe people should be looking at buy-to-lets and maybe other things to invest in in Swindon. Swindon is kind of like building out its villages. So you've got the main core of Swindon, but these massive developments are almost building um, new villages, which have already been built in Reading. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've, they've done that and they've had that. Um, and, and we're seeing that with, with Reading's planning being pulled back quite a bit in comparison, I mean, you mentioned there about Swindon's success rate, and I don't see that changing mm. because it's still got such uh, a large room for development. It's yeah. a massive opportunity for development there. I mean, it, it has dwindled in the last, I'd say, last decade. Not a huge amount of investment was put into Swindon, well, certainly while I was there and living in the local area. All of a sudden, in the last five years, a little bit before COVID, just boomed. Mm. Loads of new developments in and around the hospital, they're just building another phase over in Coates, which is two and a half thousand worth of houses. There are some new hoardings up, which are being built all the way up to the M4 itself. You've got your development that you're living in. They're still mm. they're still doing that. Yeah, yeah. My development's a prime example of that actually, because it's it was just pretty much wasteland, and and on that they have built um, three phases. Um, it's um, a school. You've got Waitrose there. You've got the secondary and the primary school. And they're just building that out. And it's lovely. It's on the canal as well. So it's 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 nice. And they've done it very well. You know, it doesn't feel like a, a concrete jungle at all. Um, and that's the sort of opportunities that the developers got in Swindon. What question have you got for the guys? So we both know the town from the outside looking in rather than being in and amongst it. I want to know what the demographics like in Swindon now, because 2008, when the property market crashed, Swindon Swindon dropped hard. Mm. Would that happen again, or has things have things matured? Yeah. So who's spending money in Swindon, and why should you be spending your investment money in Swindon? We're going to find out on this episode. Thomas, Ben, welcome to the Landlord Page podcast. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for joining us. Excited to get stuck into this, aren't we, Mike? Absolutely. It's been a long time coming, I think, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We've done some really good spotlight areas on investing in different locations. This week, as we mentioned on the intro, we're going to talk specifically around Swindon, which is obviously your baby. You are the neighbours of your potential clients there as well, which is awesome. So shopping in the same shops as your as your clients. But Swindon, the first place I want to start, gents, is Swindon is booming with development at the Mm. moment. And the stats show us that. So why are so many developers coming to Swindon at the moment? What's the pull? What's the reason? And normally when you find a lot of developers come into an area, it's normally replicated afterwards with a lot of landlords as well. So I'll start with yourself, Ben. What's going on with all the development in Swindon? Yeah, well, I think it's it's just... um... They've they've seen that as an era of, of, of massive growth, which it certainly is. I think it's you've got Crosswell that's coming to Swindon, which helps for the links to London. I think a lot of people are working from home now, more so, aren't they? So you know, people aren't having to be in the expensive areas, um, and it's not that far from places like Reading. It's forty minute drive, so mm. it, it works for them, um, and uh, it's a good place for development. Sure, I don't know Swindon fantastically well myself. So what's how long's Crosswell been there, and how how quick is that into London? So yeah, Crossroads only been there for roughly about a year now. So it's only it's, it's it's not been in Swindon very long at all. But you've seen it a massive increase in in the economy there. House prices have escalated. Just a massive boom in population as well. It's been huge, and it's been a really really good thing for Swindon to have. Um, it's been in production for about four years before mm. I left the area. But yeah, since it's come in, fantastic. So whilst we're on the topic of 
investment into the town and the greater economy of Swindon? Who are the big employers? What's the big draw into the town for people from outside of the town? Who who comes in? Um, so it used to be you had a lot of HQs. You've got Nationwide on Piper's Way. That has been there for decades, and that's a massive, massive pool. Um, you used to have Zurich. Uh, Zurich in the town centre was a, a big, big corporation. Um, I think they're still there. I think they've just changed premises in the last two years, mind. So they've gone into a massive uh, block in Swindon in the town centre itself. You used to have Honda. Honda employed half a million people at, at one point in time. It was huge. It was vast. Unfortunately, it's no longer there. But Amazon have come in and taken that spot. So again, you've now got an existing Amazon warehouse that was already there. You've now got another Amazon warehouse that's taken up in Honda. It's huge, absolutely huge. So you've got some big, big corporations there. Of course, you've got the travel links. You've got um, obviously up to uh, the M4 and then up to the north as well. So it's prime location for all of these massive corporates to come in. Yeah, great opportunities for job-wise, and you're seeing a lot of pull into the town of Swindon itself. It must be great for tenants having, you know, Amazon, you know, having places like that in there is mm. is great for tenants. And you can see that with some of the yield figures, you know, when I was doing a little bit of prep work um, for the podcast, I do do a little bit of research before these. Um, what I did see, which was really interesting, was the fact that there is 600 planning applications in at the moment in the area that you know the core area of Swindon as we look at it um SM1 and SM3 and, and a couple of villages around and that's going to produce somewhere in the region of about 428 grand's worth of construction value so you've got a real real pool of people coming in for those and most of those sort of developments you know probably big developments you might have seen some of the developers putting the hoarding up already mm. um, but they're going to be you know two three four five year phase projects i would have thought and what's quite interesting is that swindon as a as a council from a planning point of view has got a 93% success rate and all yeah. of the data research that I've done recently, that's one of the highest areas that I've seen, even beating areas like Bista, you yeah. know, which just looks like it's full of development at the moment. So definitely the place to be when it comes to houses and the developers yeah. know what they're doing, don't they? They do more research than I do before a podcast, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, th I think the, the infrastructure around Swindon is the reason why they've gone there, mainly because of the road networks and everything else. It's, it's a, a good place for that to happen. Reading versus Swindon. Mm. It's a bit of internal banter from time to time. Yes. Reading's definitely a oh. ship that may have sailed in terms of its moment of capitalising on a great investment. Yeah. Would you say Swindon is is still to see that would you say swindon's the opportunity right now i think so yeah you've you, swindon is kind of like building out its villages so you've got the main core of swindon but these massive developments are almost building um new villages which have already been built in reading mm -hmm. um you know they've, they've done that and they've had that um and, and we're seeing that with with reading's planning being pulled back quite a bit in comparison when I mean, you mentioned there about swindon's success rate and i don't see that changing mm. because it's still got such uh, a large room for development it's yeah. a massive opportunity for development there i mean it, it has dwindled in the last i'd say last decade not a huge amount of investment was put into swindon well certainly while i was there and living in the local area all of a sudden in the last five years a little bit before covid just boomed mm. loads of new developments in and around the hospital they're just building another phase over in coats which is two and a half thousand worth of houses there are some new hoardings up which are being built all the way 
to the M4 itself. You've got your development that you're living in. They're still mm. they're still doing that. Yeah, yeah. My development's a prime example of that actually because it's it was just pretty much wasteland, and and on that they have built um, three phases. Um, it's um, a school. You've got Waitrose there. You've got the secondary and the primary school. And they're just building that out and it's lovely it's on the canal as well so it's 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 nice and they've done it very well you know it doesn't feel like a a concrete jungle at all um and that's the sort of opportunities that developers got in swindon we've spoke a lot haven't we on this podcast about those types of businesses you know like a waitrose for example they're not just putting something there for the sake of it they they no it's not a guesswork yeah. they don't just one day wake up and think oh, i know where i'm going to open a massive superstore it's going to be in this town there is months and potentially years worth of research and data that goes into them opening those branches. So from my point of view, looking outside in 2008, when the economy crashed in the Thames Valley, we were really, really well protected. Whereas I think Swindon took a huge bump and looking outside in, it was because at the time it was almost a one employer town or two employer town in fairness you had honda who stopped production and you had nationwide as a building society and mortgage lender who certainly obviously weren't taking on any new staff whilst nationwide were probably the least culpable of any of the lenders in in the uk for the crisis they were affected by it we're coming into a tougher period for the economy whilst we're still not in recession nope not that the BBC News would let you know that, but we're still not in recession. We're still in a growth economy. It's still tougher than it was. How do you think Swindon's matured since 2008 to protect investors and their money? So um, with with some of these other businesses as well, I forgot to mention the, the mini plant there. A lot of colleges are starting to put in apprenticeships for that. I think with the just the sheer expansion of, of Swindon, you can see the, the investment and yeah it's it's a great opportunity if you are coming from reading prices are quite high all of a sudden you come into swindon you get a five-bedroom house pre-covid four hundred thousand pounds and you're thinking what would you rather do spend an extra 20 minutes on the the motorway and be in a more lavish lifestyle in in a bigger home maybe on the outskirts of swindon or maybe squeeze yourself in in a three-bed terrace in Reading, knowing that work, yeah, just around the corner. But you, you've seen a lot of businesses come in since sort of 2008, and I think they have well protected themselves. And it's it's just growing. Uh, I mentioned there, obviously, the the growth, 230 or thousand population currently. Uh, that was the census back in 2022 tail end. Back in 2018, we're only at 180,000. So in a very, very short space of time, a huge number of people have come into Sundon. So around 35,000 people have joined a town in three, it's about 10,000 people a year mm-hmm. have come into the town. Now, as you said, there's there's part of that where the economy's diversified. Partly you mentioned the buzzwords that normally alarms go off is COVID. Now, I agree with you. I've seen a lot of people I know, they go to their London office once twice a month for important meetings otherwise they work from home and and you mentioned would you rather live in a terraced house in Wokingham, Bracknell, Reading or a bigger detached house more closer to the countryside another couple of stops down the Paddington line so maybe regardless of 
local economies now are probably less going to affect things less because mm. people can work nationally, internationally from wherever they want. Yeah, we speak a lot about three beds, you know, stripping it back to buy to lets. And if you're an investor listening and you're thinking, should I throw my cash into Swindon rather than into the likes of Racknalls? Or we've done High Wycombe previously on this before. We've obviously mentioned Reading as well. We've spoken about Maidenhead in Camberley previously. You're looking at a three bed average house price in Swindon of about 280 grand, which, you know, for a family home with potentially... You know, let's say they've got one one child and a work from home office, as you mentioned there, Mike. That's a great opportunity to save eighty grand on your mortgage, and you know, put a tenant in there at not too dissimilar rents. In reality, mm. hundred hundred and fifty quid difference on the rent. Yeah, that's quite powerful. What what I've been quite interested in as well is I ran the report to see what um, the overall average house price was in Swindon, and compared that to the Halifax house price report, which came out earlier in the week. Halifax is now saying that 12 months rolling, the UK, just total generalised, the average house, which there is no such thing, is just under 2% growth. So across the country, I think it was about 1.7% growth on 12 months. So we very much know that the first four months of that 12 months, it was still going up and then it's sort of levelled and then it's it's corrected. But Swindon was 7.1% over 12. So a good solid five and a bit percent higher, which does show that if you've got that 10,000 extra population and you've got the extra economy kind of buzzing and it's starting to look at a place to go i think there's a real opportunity for some some good buy to let investments do you know if the developers they probably weren't last year but they're doing deals off plan are you seeing stuff being launched while foundations are not even in? yeah yeah it's it's very common in swindon um that they'll do that and you know we've seen um companies large corporate firms that have taken multiple plots off plan mm-hmm. um, investment firms to, to to just purely rent them out. So, you know, if the big corporates are doing it, if you're an investor and you've got some money, you know, it'd be a good idea to probably follow them to Swindon. Mm. In that I think your area is perfect for that as well. Mm. How close you are to some of these big, big HQs that I think you've already seen that in your, yeah. your little development. So let's, let's talk hotspots. Where are your top, top three tips for outsiders to to look at because if we say ian and i will say swindon you know that's that's a big, a big area as you said yeah. of over two hundred thousand population where should people zero in for the best investments and what type of property investment is it i think kind of narrowing that question down if you're looking for kind of a hmo if you're looking for for, for something around that level, eight, nine, ten different flats, you're looking at SM1. So town centre is, there's a, a, a massive, massive amount of old Victorian houses that are absolutely vast in size. A lot of them have already been converted, but SM1 area, the heart of Swindon, you've got the infrastructure that's ready for it. I think that's that's a great opportunity for HMOs. Two bedroom houses as well, fantastic sort of uh, bits to to rent out. Uh, I would then say probably more along the lines of the SN4, um, SN4, which is your West Swindon, towards sort of Rawton as well. You're going to get higher prices. You're going to get better rents in that area. You've got more available in and around the SM4. And the area. school's a little bit better there as well. Yeah. Rawton yeah. Ridgeway especially is is a is a very, very notorious school in the area. Fantastic there. I think so if you're looking long term asset for a family to move into and just have a plug and play tenant as it were, then 
SM4 is the sort of location to maybe look for. 100%. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the, uh, that is one thing with Swindon that, again, from an investment point of view, is very good, is that you've got a lot of outstanding Ofsted schools there, um, which, again, having moved from Reading to Swindon with children, uh, just goes to show because that, was, that wasn't the case. You've got good schools in Reading, but there's a lot more um, opportunity, better schools in Swindon. There's a lot more of them. Um, so from, from a family point of view, absolutely going to Swindon and getting a good school is something that can help for sure. So um, going to you, Thomas, then you've worked in Swindon as an estate agent for a while. What's the classic sort of demographic of buyer? Are they coming internally within Swindon? Are they coming externally? What, are, what were you experiencing as an estate agent when you were registering buyers for new listings? Yeah, so I've done I've done both uh, sort of pre-pandemic as well. Um, pre-pandemic local um, because of the prices. I think after now, because of the new line as well, you're seeing a lot of people come from outside. Predominantly Reading, people are taking that plunge to That's go. That's the journey, is it? That's Reading to Swindon journey. Absolutely. Why? I mean, we, we've just taken on a home itself that absolutely huge and astronomical numbers. But if you put that house in red in itself, you're probably talking shy of a million. And you're thinking in Swindon, what you can get it for, £700,000, 2,700 square footage. Mm -hmm. For a family that's working from home, you've already got two offices. And you're thinking, this is perfect. And do you know what? Yeah, it it makes sense. You're saving £300,000 in the actual property price itself. Maybe you do have to travel into to London maybe once a week, if not once a month. But you've got the line there. It's ready. It's all accessible. I, people are making that journey from Reading um, and going straight into Swindon now. Mm. And, and not even so much the rural sort of locations. I think it's still in the heart of of Swindon. You've seen a lot of growth there that yeah, even the town centre is starting to get a little bit more investment. A few houses being built there. Absolutely. Why not? Yeah. And I think the the cost of, you know, another buzzword as such, the cost of living crisis that we're all talking about at the moment, that again is is part of, I think, people's reasoning for going to Swindon because you are saving money um, on a mortgage, on everything. And you're going into a place that, you know, you, you don't have to really stress as much about ha- having that large, large mortgage, but you still get a similar size home, um, which is good. So we're talking young demographics because we're talking about growth here. We're talking about growth. We're talking about energy. We're talking about jobs. We're talking about new build houses. Does that bring the under 40s in the families then? Is that that what Swindon looks like? Definitely. 100%. And I think you can see that going back to the schooling. I think you can certainly see that with the amount of schools that have just reopened or opened up in, in and around the area. You're getting that under 40 demographic straight into Swindon, which is what it needs. It certainly needs it. Well, every economy thrives on families with children. We know economies grow when birth rates grow. Towns grow when birth rates grow. Town centres, high streets thrive. So if it's bringing in the right type of person, then the local economy will thrive. More money will be spent, more investment will be made, and it will continue to grow from now for the next 10 years as well, which again is key for investment, is looking at who the demographic is. If if your demographic of your town is really, really old and retired, well... Where's the new blood going to come from? That's that's a big question, and that's probably one that you've answered really, really well here. Yeah, yeah I think it's it's a very interesting 
location for buy to let investors to go and look at and you mentioned hmo as well if people are into hmo investing then you've got really good opportunities there and i think if you're listening and you're thinking of putting your cash somewhere you want to obviously have a chat with ben or thomas then effectively you're investing where amazon are investing where the likes of red row linden homes we'll talk about some of the developers blore you know proper good size developing companies, the likes of Mini, the likes of Waitrose that we mentioned as well. That feels like a safe place to put your money if those companies are putting your money there. And if the population is growing at that rate, which the data shows us 10 plus thousand a year, and the demographic, like you just said there, Mike, is that 40 something, you know, 35 to 45 year old is the demographic, then there's good future of of the investment as well so absolutely and i think going back to something you, you mentioned there waitrose um i worked at waitrose at the time that they created and built the uh, waitrose in swindon knowing that yes you're gonna see this growth in and around that area the whole of swindon's obviously exploded so these big big companies and they know what they're doing you can see mm. see the massive growth and it has it's, it's helped even before all of everything else has come in, Waitrose just being there, that the area in and around Rawton and um, Wichelstone, Wichelstone, yeah. um, you can see that that whole development has increased in price massively. As soon as that Waitrose got went straight in and what was sort of promised, mm-hmm. it's exploded. Yeah. There, there is the old newspaper joke is that a Waitrose will lift your property <laughs> yeah, price by yeah, 10%. Yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. And it certainly has this time. Yeah. There's, there's, there's levels of, of truth and there's levels of, of sarcasm laced in it. But it, the fact a town does have a Waitrose means that a certain part of the demographic are either happy to stay or happy to move there because they see others the same as them. They see the Range Rovers, the Mercedes drivers around them, and it, and, and it builds a snob factor around a certain local postcode, and, and that can only be good things. And to keep going back to it, Waitrose aren't going to open in a town where they don't think they've got any no. customers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. They've done their research, absolutely. Yeah. And you guys have as well, and we appreciate your expertise, your knowledge on the podcast here. If people want to get in contact with you, we'll obviously put all of the links and the details in the show notes and uh yeah thank you for your time and expertise thank you very much for having us ian right we've learnt what we need to know about swindon we've learned the population has grown by over thirty thousand since 2018 which that's a mind-blowing stat an entire town that's been added onto the town where does that leave your your opinion on swindon I think it's a place to invest for the future. You know, you can get involved in the present. I think it's definitely somewhere that people have been talking about. I think the ship has sailed for a lot of areas and you're not going to see the margins that maybe you would see here. Is there an element of gamble for an investor? Well, yeah, there is everywhere. But if, as we mentioned on the podcast, the likes of Amazon and Waitrose are investing in the area alongside some of the developers, then it should be a safe bet. And you've mentioned time and time again, if the council's investing in your area, then that's a solid place to put your money. So for me, I think it speeds the process up for people that want a three bedroom. They're saving up their deposit to spend 375, 400 grand on a property. Well, 100K down the line. And you could go straight into Swindon with that investment and be on your investing ladder already. So I think that's quite interesting as well. Yeah, I think it's maybe a place that has had less noise, less marketing inches given to it compared Mm. to 
the Reddings, the Maidenheads, the Bracknells, the towns that have been that have been bang on the Elizabeth line or got brand new shopping centres in the last 10 years or so. But quietly, just out of focus, it's grown rapidly and there's some huge employers there and it only sounds like more are going to go there because they don't need to be within touching distance of Heathrow or London city centre anymore. Whilst you can still get there in 55 minutes on the train from Paddington. Unbelievable. Um, unbelievable the speed that you can get into London. The appeal that offers now for people that are doing one or two days in the city and three or four days at home. That is the demographic of tenant that you're looking at, which is a really nice, solid yes, a quality place. tenant. Yeah. yeah. Professional yeah. tenant that's going to look after house proud security of job. And it just means that if people are struggling from an employment point of view, which it doesn't look like anytime soon in the UK will be an issue because we are in need of more labour rather than the opposite. Well, you've got the security of that access straight into London for people as well. So great spotlight. I learned a lot and it's made me think about investing in Swindon <laughs> as well, which is obviously the purpose of why we do this. So thanks for everyone that's watched, uh, watched or listened, I should say. And we'll be back next week with another cracking episode. I'm flicking through YouTube and through Spotify. I don't think there's a podcast or a video channel on YouTube that landlords can land on where they're not being sold something. I mean, it'd be the first time any estate agents ever asked that question, but why not ask that question to a wider audience? They just have the knowledge there, but they don't seem to share it. You can do different episodes based around someone that wants an exit plan or someone that's just starting their portfolio. The rules change every year, yeah. but why not just open the floor out and just say, well, is property even the best investment out there? And tax advice is a big thing, especially with everything that's changed, capital gains yeah. tax, and obviously your stamp duty costs that you need to pay and whatnot. People don't realise what they need to prepare for. We build a podcast, and we build a YouTube channel, somewhere that landlords can go and they feel they're not being sold to, but they're just getting quality advice.